I'm Mitchell Vandenberg. And I'm David Scarlatescu. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get Back to the Scene. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Back to the Scene. Welcome back to Back to the Scene. Never get tired of hearing that. Uh, Mitchell. Yes. What is the topic list today? We've got, we got a pretty cool one. Three trailers back. dropped this week. Also, the nominations for the Oscars were announced on Tuesday. So we're going to talk about that. When do the Oscars take place? Sometime in February, right? March. Oh, March. March, yeah. March 12th. Okay. At six. It's going to be hard to top last year's Oscars. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to get a real slapper this time to compete. Actually, everyone might be tuning in to see if something crazy might happen. I don't it's, know. it's true. If if the, if the conspiracy theories were correct that that was a, a a way to get the Oscar numbers up, then we'll see if it works. If it was a conspiracy, Will Smith kind of got screwed over. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's a really that's a really <laughs> ideal. It's a really bad conspiracy theory. If that is true, because yeah, he he came he, he came out slapped him and then now he's dealing with the repercussions still like a year later didn't they take away his oscar no no no. oh no they were threatening to or what no no he's just banned for going to the academy awards for 10 years oh but he can still be like nominated and win yes correct okay. he just can't go to the ceremony fair enough because like the competition is about who did the best not who behaved the best so that's the best performance so what do you do that's you fair. Know? well and king richard was very good he did earn it so anyways let's get uh straight into it Okay, so first, yeah, let's talk about the trailers. So let's start with 65. They released a new trailer for 65. Those who don't know, that's a dinosaur movie with Adam Driver. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm pretty excited for this one, even more so after seeing the second trailer. was already excited for it, especially having watched a bunch of the Jurassic Parks recently. But seeing this is going to be, I think it's going to be pretty interesting, as opposed to you know, the Jurassic Park style with InGen and all their shenanigans that they're up to. This is just two people in a messed up situation and trying to figure out how to get back. But there is a point where he says in the movie that, oh, we have to we have to get back or something like that. So I'm guessing that they do know how to get back. Mm -hmm. So we at least have that answered because we were wondering about that after the last trailer. How on earth are they going to get back 65 million? There's got to be some kind of goal to the film. They can't just be wandering aimlessly yeah. in the prehistoric earth, not yeah, that'd be, knowing what you're doing. Kind I mean, of like, okay, it'd be kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's like you got to have some kind of goal to achieve. To hundred percent. So. I mean, what else are you going to do? Sit around for 65 million years and wait for the first thinking humans or something yeah. to show up? No, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. Oh, also I noticed in the trailer too, the... Uh, there's some kind of either volcano scene or maybe they are on the planet when the extinction event occurs. Who knows? Ooh, that's, that's all. That's, that, that'd be great. This, I don't know, piece of conflict to add in the third act just to make it even more worse for them. Indeed. Indeed. And from the, from the appearance, there's a place where he says home. And do you think that the girl maybe doesn't speak full English or something like that? It seems like they're having communication troubles. It's possible. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's a factor for sure. And then, but yeah, overall the the CGI looks really good. The um, and again, watching Jurassic World and that new element of the Jurassic Park series, you get really hyped about the the newer CGI and what it can do to 
dinosaur uh, dinosaur CGI and dinosaur graphics and everything. So it, mm. it looks pretty cool. I do have a question though. Do you think we're really wrong about how dinosaurs look? Like people are just really confident that that's what they look like. What if they weren't even reptiles? Well, like they're actually closer to birds than they were. Reptiles. That's that's what they say in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. What if they weren't? What well, what if they don't look like that? Like what if they had fur? We don't know. Well, that dinosaurs. A lot of dinosaurs have feathers. Like they found out after, like in the past twenty years, that a lot of them, like Velociraptors, were covered in feathers. There you go. So all of these dinosaurs, I don't know, all these dinosaur movies and everything, all we have to work on is their bone structure. We don't know what they look like on the outside. Yeah. And like, um, what was I going to say? In Jurassic Park, they do have that out where they said they used like frog DNA to fill, help fill in the coast. So that's why they don't look 100% how they were back oh, then. Yeah, they have that, that plot point to help, uh, I guess, Reptiliate them, for lack yeah. of better terms. I think I just invented a word. Reptiliate them. <laughs> Reptiliate them, yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited. I think this will be cool. Also, the the kind of element of of uh, horror and thriller suspense is, is in there. But, again, horror with a purpose. So, I have no problem watching this. Mm-hmm. Next trailer was... Do we want to talk about Shazam first? Sure, let's talk about Shazam. Shazam? All right. It looks good. I'm, I'm again. I'm, I'm curious on the, I'm curious on where it lands in the DC universe now. Is it its own thing, or is it going to be going forward with the James Gunn plan? That's a good question. Um, I'm feeling that the way things are going with the James Gunn Peter Safran is just cleaning house. So I feel like this could be like the end, the ending of Shazam. Yeah, Shazam, and then we still have Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom to come out, and then I think those that's gonna be it. Aquaman. Yeah. That's the second one, right? Yeah. They, it's, they filmed it. A year and a half ago but it's been like in heavy post-production because apparently there's a lot of visual effects stuff well and they had to cut out um amber heard too nope, right? no no she's still in it oh she's still in it i yep. thought they cut her out nope she's still in it interesting man dc's just layered with drama for I their know. actors hey no they must be so excited to just be cutting like cleaning cleaning house at this point mm-hmm. actually because there's just so much drama in every aspect of it. I mean, we should be getting a, a Flash break. trailer really soon, too. Yeah, I, we were talking about that. We have to get something. I mean, it's Because so all close. the other movies in June how do you have trailers came yeah. out. So, I mean, I'm thinking probably around about the Super Bowl-ish times, probably most likely. That makes sense. When it's going to come out. When did you say CinemaCon was? April 24th to 27th. Yeah, they can't wait till that long. No, they're going to have to have something a little bit earlier. Maybe the second trailer. Maybe Oscars. I think it's got to be February. Because then, because movies usually it's five months minimum or like the latest that like the first trailer comes out. Oh yeah, I guess the Super Bowl is before the Oscars. So yeah, okay. No, I, I'm I'm game with that. So what did you think of Shazam trailer? I really liked it. Yep. I really liked the first movie. So then I kind of liked that uh, one thing about the first movie where all the kids kind of get superpowers kind of makes Shazam feel a little not as special. But I, I kinda, said so too. I kind of like that in the trailer. Like it looks like they all get their powers taken away except for Billy. Which I think is valuable because it was yeah. cool to have them all get them at the end just so we can like, they can save like the day. Going and... forward kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's the right Because they, they all have basically the same powers if that's the case. So what's yeah. the point? Yeah. Um, so no, I, I, think that, I think that looks good. It also, you can tell it's got that same element of humor that was very, very popular, obviously, in the first Shazam. But additionally, I think they're going with a little bit more of a, a depth to it and a darkness as well which uh which i'm interested to see how it plays out mm-hmm. any any interesting insights or easter eggs or things that you might have spotted 
Not really. Um, no. One thing I was like, because they're built like seeing us building up the Shazam character and like, you know, spend millennia finding a worthy champion. And we do have another person in the DC universe that has the exact same powers as Shazam, who is not a worthy champion and should not be wielding them. Black Adam. Yep. So it would be kind of cool to eventually see those two go head to head. Like once Billy. You think that'll happen though? No, not right now. No, because everything's getting reset. It looks like so probably not. Unfortunately, that's just a pipe dream at this point. And they're kind of going Black Adam versus Superman, and they're probably not doing that anymore. So no, I think that's going to get cut too with the loss of Henry Cavill and everything. So yeah, yeah, what a shame. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, on to unless newer, better, exciting. I say unless like Shazam, which is not going to make. It's not going to make like a billion dollars. You don't think so? The first one only made like three hundred something million, but it was considered like a colossal success, wasn't it? It just, was like just through based really on ratings. Even. Well, for critics wise, it was like oh, but, okay. But like for box office, like barely, maybe not even broke even. I guess it's not really a big character that's driving those box office numbers. Maybe the second one will do better because people like the first one. But actually, fun fact: when Shazam actually when Shazam came out, he was called Captain Marvel. Was his actual name? They changed it because oh. not to be confused with. Captain Marvel. Black Marvel. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they changed it to Shazam. Um, but when he came out, he was actually more popular than Batman and Superman. Like in sales, Like in comic books. times? In com- like back in the 40s. Thought it have been back then, hey? Mm. It's almost 80 years ago. That's crazy to think about. The people that were buying those comics are probably not even alive anymore. Probably not. Well, actually, if they're, if they're kids back then, they'll be they'll be senior citizens for sure. They don't remember that they were buying comics back then. I guess not. <laughs> okay, and the third trailer. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. What'd you think of that one? I thought it was interesting. Not knowing anything about Dungeons and Dragons personally, uh, apart from the little glimpses and things you get from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was neat. It's got a it's got a bit of a Lord of the Rings kind of Game of Thrones vibes to it and a lot of lot of humor. I like uh I like the addition of Chris Pine. I think he's going to Oh yeah. I think he's going to excel in that role and then we also got Letty from Fast and Furious. Mhm. Yeah, I really liked that they went with the humorous route with this. Yeah. Cuz I believe there was a couple other Dungeons and Dragons movies like way back like 20 years ago, I think. I don't know the exact year. Don't call me on that. I think they took a more serious tone and they were kind of like cheesy, but I like that they're diving into the comedy because like only played a couple little rounds of D and D like not that much, but most of the time it is just like a bunch of people getting together and just goofing off pretty much. Yeah. And just this like absolutely like going a wall in the game. Yeah. And I think so, it's, it seems like maybe the first ones were probably made by the, like the super nerds that wanted to keep everything serious as opposed to what the game could and should be from that perspective like, which is it feels like fun for everyone it feels like the movie is like an actual D campaign of how yeah. most people actually play it just yeah which is just like fun. a joke of oh wow of course this is happening now and then just trying to figure out how to put it together and then i love the scene where right at the end where he's talking about how the the bridge is attached to uh mechanism to this mechanism and the guy <laughs> just steps on it wrong <laughs> so good so good so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then I also really like the line just like, oh, I got to find shark trying to cut the rope on stairs. That's totally something that this like a D&D player would come up with. Like, I'm going to try to cut the rope on stairs. <laughs> this time, it's good. There's got to be sharper stairs here somewhere. Right? Oh, my that's God. Oh, yeah. That's good. 
anyway so yeah that's those are the three trailers that came out this week yeah it's uh and they all come out in march yeah wild shazam and 65 come both come out on march 17th and then dungeons and dragons is the 23rd or 29th i forget the exact so we've got like four weeks to watch and quantum quantum mania a couple right. of times at least yeah. and then we start getting ham into march and we got a little bit a little bit of a break in in april was there anything major in april and may may gardens galaxy volume 3 comes out okay so now i'm like second guessing was in april like my mind's blanking there's gotta be something here. cinema con I guess there's CinemaCon in April. Uh, very... Sorry, I just want to look up because now I'm curious. There's got to be some big thing in April that I'm just forgetting about. Well, already there's... That's a, there's a lot in March, so that'll take us into April for watching and processing those. Yeah. So yeah, we got... First, let me check. The... No, so I'm passing by. Might as well check. Oh, John Wick Chapter 4 also comes out in March. Oh, wow. That's a big one. March 24th. <laughs> Um, then I can't believe I made it to a fourth movie. March 31st, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. And then we got, oh, Super Mario Brothers comes out on April 7th. That's the one. That's okay. the one. Oh, then Reinfeld, that Dracula movie with Nicolas Cage comes out April 14th. Right. Evil Dead Rise, the one you're really looking forward to, April 21st. Jeez. Yeah, you still have to make that piece of micro content to see if people <laughs> like it. So that I, cause otherwise I'm not going and telling you. Yep. And then... Yeah, Guardians Galaxy, May 5th, Fast 10 X, which is Fast Furious 10, May 19th. Oh, we got to see a trailer for that soon, too, eh? We really, like, that's really, actually, no, I think, did a trailer come out? No, it think... didn't. I have there was, like, a teaser. It. Maybe it comes out Monday. Was there? I don't remember that. I don't think Okay, so. well, while you got your phone out. Well, uh, Little Mermaid also comes out in May. Ooh, okay. Live action Little Mermaid. And then we're in June. We know what's in June. We know what's in June. And then July as well. Just a jam-packed yeah. summer months. Okay, so let's move into the Oscar yes, Oscar section of our show. Yeah, so Tuesday, they announced the Academy Award nominations. David, how do you have you had a chance to look no, at No, I haven't, so I'm going to be no completely in the dark. So. Yeah, so we're on the Oscars website. Okay. Um, we're only going to cover, cover, I guess, the main categories, because let's not, not, not taken away from, like, caution design, but... We don't have time to go into depth. No, no. We'll we'll cover the main categories and yeah. then we'll we'll cover some of the maybe shocks and surprises mm -hmm. that we think yeah. if there are any. Okay, so actor in a leading role. Okay. Austin Butler for Elvis. Of course. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishiran. I haven't seen that one. Uh Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Uh Paul Miscal for After Sun and Bill Nye for Living. Bill Nye. Like the science guy? <laughs> So I knew you were going to say that. No, there's an actor named Bill Nye. Oh, he's a, that's he, unfortunate. <laughs> it's spelled differently. It's N-G-N-I-G-H-Y. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez. I'm like, Bill Nye. <laughs> that's honestly, I think it was because he was like in Jack and the Giant Slayer way back. And I remember there's like promise said Bill Nye. I'm like, Bill Nye. That's because I thought it was a science guy originally too. Oh, that's funny. Interesting. So... Let's, uh, should we go with predictions on the show? Sure. I was like, oh yeah. I think it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, this is the category I think is the most difficult to predict. Who's actually, I think it'll win. Cause like Austin Butler, Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser, I would say are the top three that could, I would you say could go so either well. way. You can go either way with any of those. I think Brendan, I'm going to make a bold prediction, but I think Brendan Fraser is going to make a wholesome comeback. It is honestly with, he's, a, with a victory. It's so good to see him in a in a leading 
He's winning all the other the awards world. from the other award shows. So you kind of like look at what, let's say, like the Golden Globes or like the BAFTAs or the SAG Awards are. Yeah. See who's winning. They kind of can make a prediction. And yeah, Brendan Fraser is kind of sweeping house there. So okay. Um, I'm going to lock in Brendan Fraser for my prediction. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. We've got Brennan Gleason from The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian T. Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan in The Banshees of Inishirin, and Ki Hu Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't think I've seen any of those movies. Okay. I've seen two. Have you seen The Banshees? I was going to watch it tonight, actually. Okay. Yeah, we got. I, I got to start watching maybe some of these. I, because if, if if they're all nominated in such a way like this, they must be movies that are worth watching. So, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, then, okay. Let's, do you have any, I guess you have no idea. I so. have no idea. <laughs> I'd be shooting from the hip here. Um, based on the nominations. Well, I'll tell you, Ki Hu Kwan won the Golden Globe. He's short round off of um, Indiana Jones, if you remember him. Okay. So, yeah, no. you were saying that. Okay. Anyway, uh, so let's just move on then. Okay, moving on. I, I think either Brendan Gleeson or Kihu Kwan are probably going to win. Okay. Anyway, uh, actress in a leading role. This out of every category is the biggest, I guess, lock. Kate Blanchett and Tar, Anna de Armas Blonde, Andrea Risenborough to Les from To Leslie, Michelle Williams and The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Kate Blanchett's going to win. Have you seen the movie? Tar? Yeah. She's going to win. What's it about? It's about a female composer. Okay. Why do you think she's going to win? It was just that good? Well, she's winning everything. It's like Kate Blanchett is almost like on the verge of becoming the next Meryl Streep that wins everything. You just, you know. You can tell. Yeah. Okay. Just just trust me on that one. I trust you. <laughs> Actress in a supporting role. Angela Bassett from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That is the mother, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hung Chow from The Whale. Carrie Condon from The Banshees of Inishirin. Jimmy Lee Curtis, Everything all, Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie, I think it's pronounced Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I got Black Panther here. I'm throwing it in there. Uh, she she won the Golden Globe. Yeah, it's gonna so make it's gonna it's gonna I, happen. Honestly, I feel that like Angela Bassett is probably gonna win. Yep. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about animated feature film. Animated feature film. Uh Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, Puss in Boots The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Your Ninja Turtles didn't make it in there. I know. The thing is, I don't think it actually qualifies because for it to qualify for an Oscar, it's got to play in a theater in Los Angeles or New York, and I don't think it did, so. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And it got nominated for an Annie Award, which is like an animated... Um, I'm going to go rogue here, but I bet you Marcel the Shelf like, takes this home. It might, but I have a feeling it's going to be Pinocchio. Uh, but it could be Marcel. Hmm... I haven't seen any of them really, but I know my girlfriend saw Marcellus show with, with shoes on because, wow, that is a tongue twister. Um, because apparently she grew up watching it on YouTube or whatever. So now that they made a movie, she wanted to see it. Hmm. Okay. Next. Cinematography. Cinematography. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. I've actually never heard of that one. Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Hmm. What was the first one again? All Quiet on the Western Front. What is that one about? That's the uh, war movie. It's a foreign film. It's in German. It's like the uh, during the First World War. They love giving 
war movie cinematography awards. I guarantee this one takes it. I did. I did watch it the other day, and I'm actually on a binge of all Oscar nomination movies because I got to watch all the films that are nominated for Best Picture mm-hmm. before the awards. I'm actually caught up pretty close. I only have a couple left that I need to watch. Okay, but um, yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front has pretty good cinematography. They usually do for war movies. They yeah. do well with it. Okay, let's let's skip ahead to directing. Okay. You got uh, Martin McDowell from The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinbert for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben, oh God, O. Austin, Ostland, I don't know how to pronounce that, for The Triangle of Sadness. Does Steven Spielberg take this home? What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be Steven. It's either going to be Steven or Martin McDow- McDowell. Okay. But... It's hard to bet against Steven Spielberg. He didn't win last year. I'm which flabbergasted was that Top Gun Maverick is nowhere near these. Jump in, okay, I'm going to skip ahead to... Let's, we got a bunch of topics here. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Best Picture. Okay. Do, you know, do you know the films are nominated for Best Picture? No. Can you take a guess? I, I, Nothing. Could, because uh, be, probably the Banshees one. Yes. Probably Tar. Yeah. Whale. No. Really? What is Whale about? It's about Brendan Fraser playing um, an obese uh, English teacher, uh, and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter. Oh, That's a strange man. He's definitely going to win best pick, best best actor for that. Holy, I can already feel that. Um, I haven't even seen the movie. Have you watched it? I haven't. Yeah, we got to watch. I heard it. I heard mixed things about it, which I guess why it probably wasn't nominated for best picture. Fablemans is that? Yep. Best picture. Yep. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Okay, so it did make I'll, it. I'll go through the list. So Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yep. Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah, what? And Avatar hasn't had anything, any other actor awards or anything like that? Come or directing. Wow, insane. It does have a Best Visual Effects Award. Surprise, surprise. Which, surprise. honestly, that's going to win. <laughs> There's Obviously. no way. There's no way it doesn't. Okay, uh, so Avatar, Way of Water, All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Benches, Gun Maverick. Yeah, Benches of Inishirin, okay. Elvis. Elvis, okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. What is that one about? I saw it last night, actually. Okay. Uh, it's about this lady, played by, by Michelle Yeoh, who is called upon for being like the chosen one to help save the multiverse from this uh, omni- omnipotent threat. And basically, you're able to put this device on your ear and you're able to access abilities of different versions of you from different dimensions. Interesting. So, like, Would you say, recommend it? Yeah, it was well done. I thought it was good. I feel like the ending wasn't as clear as it should have been. Okay, that's my only kind of critique with it. It's just it felt. I looked up the summary, just like of am I getting this right? And like, okay, that's what I thought, but it wasn't as clear as it should have been. I felt fair. Okay, and okay, so we got everything, everywhere, yeah. all at once, and the Fablemans, Star, yeah. Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle, Sadness, and Woman Talking. Is this normal to have this many? To 10. Wow, that's cool. Every other category has five, but Best Picture has 10. That's impressive. So who do you think takes this down? Honestly, just... It's a year of such good movies, if we have to look back. I'll tell you what's not going to win. Top Gun, I think, has a chance of winning. You don't think so, eh? No. I feel that... You like, think it's you ever look at the other categories? The, you think the... The Academy Awards judges are just too posh to pick Top Gun Maverick. Like they're going to look at it and they're going to be like, oh, we can't pick Top no, Gun. No, it's just because, like, like, usually for Best Picture, you got to be in, like, 
the other you, you, it's rare for what a best picture year? winner coda and that was like a bit of anomaly because what i'm about to say was usually for best picture like majority of the time i think it'll only happen seven times in 95 years or no five times in 95 years and it's like a seven percent chance that this has happened where best picture wins and doesn't have a best director nomination hmm. and that happened last year with coda I think in 2018 with the Green Book and in 2012 with Argo. So it has happened three times in the last couple of years or the last decade. But um, hmm. it is still rare for because Top Gun is, doesn't have a Best Director nomination. Also, how often, how often does the Best Director nomination winner also win Best Motion? Almost always. <laughs> and who did we say was going to win Best Director? Fablemans. It's probably. It's, I was going to say it's either going to be uh, the Fablemans or Banshees of Inisherin. Banshees will probably win at this point. They have so many nominations. They do. They have a lot. But the thing is, it's also, it's Steven Spielberg making a movie about filmmaking. How is that not going to win the Academy Awards? And it's like, it's really good. I still have to watch it. It's. I can't believe it wasn't in big theaters anywhere. I know. I was so mad. That's so shocking. That just makes no sense. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Okay. Okay, so... Also, the only other categories I think we really need to talk about is writing for uh, adapted screenplay and original screenplay. They have two screenwriting categories. Okay. Adapting is if, if either it's a sequel or it's based on a book or something. It's an adapted screenplay. So Fablemans will be adapted. Original. Why? It's based on, a, based on his life, his real story. But it's an original story. It's not like a printed... Like, it's not an adapted screenplay. It's like a book or like a play or another movie or it's a sequel. It's adapted. the rules now. Yes. Original is like something you came up with yourself. That's like not based on anything. Fair. So adapted screenplay, we got All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion. Hey, yay. Uh, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking. Top Gun Maverick's got to win this, right? No. Um, I'm thinking... (laughs) I'm feeling... Glass Onion or All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm, I'm walking in Top Gun Maverick. That's a bold move. I know. <laughs> I know. Bold. Um, How often are sequels that good compared to the original? Glass Onion is one of them. <laughs> but I heard Knives Out was good. Knives Out was all, I think Knives Out and Glass Onion is hard to pick which one is... Oh, or you asked... Um, How sorry, often how is, is the sequel, sequel better that looks than, better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But... Hard to believe it winning against. I don't know. Remember this episode. We're gonna go back. I was saying we're gonna play back these answers. We're gonna we're gonna do a fantasy Oscar league, and we're gonna (laughs) see who wins. I have to watch the movies if we're gonna do a fantasy Oscar league. (laughs) Bradley doesn't. Bradley watches like maybe watches like two out of all of them, the ones, and he still does it. Does he ever win? No. No. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Well, actually, last year it was. we didn't all or nothing. We're like, he was losing so bad. There's no way he can catch up by like the last two awards. And he's like, okay, I'm going to double down on the power. I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to double down on the power of the dog winning best picture just so he gets enough points to beat me. I'm like, okay, ended up losing. But, uh, did you guess the best victory? Yeah, I got it. It was Coda. I knew it was going to be Coda. You knew, hey, Dan. And yeah, I feel like you're a hard person to beat, uh, to beat at Oscar fantasy. Mm-hmm. The thing is like this year it is tough because I can see it going either way with Banshees or the Fablemans. Like, once the war show is, like, halfway through, or, like, we've seen, like, who wins best screenplay, if it's Fablemans or Banshees, and direct. the writing 
oh, and especially director, the writing's on the wall, not that's gonna win Best Picture. Yeah, fair like, because like if Banshees wins Best Screenplay over Fablemans, if Steven Spielberg does not get Best Director, then Banshees is gonna win. Mm. Like, because that's what happened with Parasite. Parasite won Best Screenplay, which surprised everyone, and then you're like, huh? And he won. They can win the Best Picture. Too. Then, it, then it won Best Director, and it's like, oh my god, it's gonna actually win Best Picture. Parasite cleaned up. Yeah, they really cleaned up. That was crazy. Yeah. And then the last category of uh, writing for the original screenplay is Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle Sadness. What is Banshees about? I know it's taking this me. It's about it me this long to ask, but it's it's about two lifelong friends, and one of them cuts the other out of, out of his life, and he has no idea why, and he's trying to like figure out why he did that. That's it. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> and it thinks takes place. I'm guessing in Inishirin. <laughs> be a safe bet <laughs> and you throw Colin Farrell in there and it becomes an Academy Award winning nominee <laughs> yeah crazy how many Oscars does Colin Farrell have I don't know I at don't least know. two right because I know he won with a King's Speech who else Colin Farrell for King's, King's Speech isn't that Colin Firth oh it totally is whoops <laughs> My bad. Uh, Colin Farrell doesn't have any then at that point. No, he's, he was he received numerous. He's got two Golden Globes awards and a nomination for an Academy Award. Okay, and, and the nomination was for the Irish Times. Oh no, sorry, that's wrong. The Irish Times is a newspaper. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm like, that doesn't feel we right. What was he nominated for? Um. Come on. Well, it's beating around the bush, a stupid article. Actually, it's not an article. It's Wikipedia. Uh, game, Farrell gained acclaim for his roles in the science fiction drama After Yang, 13 Lives, and Bench. For playing... Who is Colin Farrell, then? I can't put a Penguin, face to his name. The Batman. That is who it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Horrible Bosses, the cokehead son. Oh, yeah. And then he was also... Uh... He was also the wizard that Grindelwald was impersonating in yes. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that. Oh, I guess. Less... I guess. Obviously, his. I don't know why I'm blanking here, but obviously, his Academy Award nomination is this year's Benches of Inisherin. But I'm like, why can't I say like, oh. Because it's this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is his first time being nominated yeah. for. Yeah. Wow, good for him. Yeah, so I was definitely thinking of Colin Firth then. My bad. <laughs> yeah, Colin Firth, Academy Awards nominated actor, is also in Bridge of Stone's Diary and then became an action star in Kingsman. That's right, yeah. Yeah, King's Speech and Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yep. Um, we've got another couple weeks until Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man. Very exciting. And we're probably going to miss... So I leave on the 9th, so we're going to miss an episode during that week. So we'll have to talk about like Ant-Man predictions and stuff a little bit further out. And then we'll have a episode probably that weekend when I come back. Yeah, probably. Talking right about the movie. Yep. It's straight into it. Maybe do a little bit of a shorter shorter uh review of it than we did with avatar way of water oh yeah probably won't be a three and a half we probably we probably don't need to summarize everything we can just talk about like our bullet points of the highlighted yeah probably a good call that was a long episode about 
yeah. entire way of watching. There's, there's longest, so much to cover. Though. There was a lot. There's a lot to cover. And it was just everything like, happened in that movie. Yeah. Also, too, it was just like we need a refresher on like everything that happened because it's yeah. a lot to cover. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was it was a it was a full experience. That movie, full experience. Crazy though, with the year of movies that we've had and what casual fans would consider the best movie movies and then what actually shows up at the academy awards i have to say is is always surprising to me mm-hmm. well uh the two top highest grossing films of the year top gun avatar are both nominated for best picture of course but i mean i feel like at that point it's a it's a given that they have to be they definitely but iron man wasn't flat for last year it wasn't nominated for best picture no that's it was surprising. Surprising. actually the, the surprising, surprising thing was how did Tick Tick Boom not get nominated for Best Picture last year? That blows my mind. Was that a musical? The, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is like that. one of the few musicals that I actually. It was uh, Andrew Garfield was in it, right? Yep, yeah, that's the one. That. Okay. I was just blown away. I was looking at the list and like, how is this nominated? And that. anyway, I don't want to get into it because that's a big rant. We're wrapping up the episode. Oh, geez. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Back to the Scene or Watching. And we'll see you guys next time. And hopefully we have a few more topics. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.